Hello and welcome to No Wrestling. I am your host, Mark Sylvester, and I hope you're mining long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And welcome today, guys, to another edition of CM Punk Matches Pay-Per-View by Pay-Per-View. Well, CM Punk Matches Pay-Per-View by Pay-Per-View is where I do a watch-along of all of CM Punk's pay-per-view matches throughout his entire career in the WWE. And so for today's match, I'm looking at the Royal Rumble 2007. things I love about this uh, match is it's like the whole thing of like the way that Lily Garcia is telling you guys how the match works if you listen to how she yeah Back when they used to give WrestleMania numbers before now it's the um, This one was the 
can't remember what this one was, it was just WrestleMania. The other ones have been the play button, the Texas star. Next year's going to be the um, Tampa Pirates logo and stuff. So number one, we got the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. One of the things I'm really looking forward to watching this match as well, because all these matches I'm watching are all sort of like just going in there blind. Some matches I would obviously know what happens, but looking at like what wrestlers are going to be, especially in the Royal Rumble, it's just interesting to see just who was in this match as well. I remember that back in 92. That was a great Royal Rumble. That, that Rumble had so many big stars and it was brilliant and stuff. And just having Ric Flair as well as a sixteen as a sixteen time champion, or in some places he seemed to be a twenty two time world champion, but it depends on what you kind of look at as well. Next, you got is Fit Finley. Finley, someone else who's really good as well. Someone who's been well respected, been involved in the wrestling industry for many many years does some backstage stuff nowadays and just is an awesome man he's freaking awesome I love him <laughs> good old um, Chad Robinson and Shimmy Goderis it's great I love it Also, as well, what I love about the Royal Rumbles as well, they kind of tell you guys, like, the history of what happened beforehand. It's like, especially when they mentioned before with Ric Flair being number three and winning the match the last year from this one in 2006, Rey Mysterio coming in number two. And also as well, which is one of those cool things just to hear them just, like, telling you about the match and telling you about, all right, let's see how these guys, how long these guys last and that kind of thing as well. It's really cool to see. The one thing I love about this beginning with these two, because they're both legends in the in the world of wrestling and stuff, just to see them just beat the shit out of each other, even though the moves aren't very like technical, you can you can still tell just how good these two are. Like Rick Fabian and Durst playing the game when it was about to be thrown out, he raked the eyes of um, Finley and stuff, and just to see just for these guys were doing so little, they're able to do so much. It's great. That's why. I love people like Ric Flair and Finley. They're so good at what they do and everything else. And next we have is Kenny Dystra, who was a former member of the Spirit Squad back in 2006 where they had a big rivalry against the X. And the great thing as well, I just love when Rick Fed does his chops, just everyone going, woo! And everyone just making noise, it's great, I love it, it's so good. Just how the crowd are able to add so much more to the match and make the moves and everything else look really cool and stuff, it's brilliant, I love it. Every man for 
Yeah, that's the one thing as well about this match that basically the rules of the match is every man for himself. So it doesn't matter who you are, you have to make sure you keep an eye out, and even on your own tag team partner, because they will eliminate you to win the match. That's the thing about this match, because at the first proper Royal Rumble, at back at 89, because there was previous ones before that, but 89 was the first proper Royal Rumble, you had a great first two minutes of Axe versus Smash, just to see these two big hogs, these two amazing wrestlers, like, fighting against each other for the first two minutes was just fucking awesome, just to see my two favourite tag team wrestlers of all time wrestling each other and it's because it's the whole thing about every man for himself and next we have is Matt Hardy back when he was over the V1 gimmick but he still had the awesome theme tune that he had back at the time as well another thing as well because because they want to win the match the entrances don't last very long they literally just come straight out and stuff and because obviously I want to win the match and everything else and one of the hardest things I find about watching a Royal Rumble as well which must be hard for the um, cinematographers slash the cameramen is making sure that they're able to always keep up and keep an eye on what's happening in the ring because obviously you've got so many different things happening at once they don't want to potentially miss any of the action so that's why sometimes the camera shots might go from one cut to the other and that sort of thing as well so yeah And because of their number, it's quite cool to see, because obviously Matt Hardy must have been a high number back at 2006, just to be like, all right, he needs to last long if he wants to win. I quite like that because it shows the, like, the last one of the things I love about the Royal Rumble, just, just the facts and the history of it, because it makes the match seem more important. It's one of those things where if you're number one, it's a game of endurance. Like, you want to last the most amount of time. You want to show like how good you are and also as well by the fact of you coming at a certain number it shows that you can either have a more of a chance or less of a chance kind of thing as well and next wrestler that we have is edge who is another one who's someone i really like a lot as well like edge is awesome and just to see just how strong he's coming like literally the first things that he does are his spears except for obviously being reversed by Matt Hardy and stuff and then being given a twist of fate but but to see just how strong and um, dominant that edge came in before obviously Matt Hardy stopped that was cool to see as well so yeah and also as well I love the fact as well because you got the both different brands at the time like proper brand split you got Smackdown and you got Raw I really like the fact as well that the referees out there are, are from both brands so you got people so you got two um referees from smackdown and you've also got two referees from raw as well i really like that because it like um because then it's like okay it's not uh bias you have this is one of the only times that both brands wrestle against each other because usually at the time with the brands oh rick flair's just been eliminated that kind of sucks but hey ho that's one of the cool things as well oh and kenny dice has gone out as well so Two quick, two quick eliminations. That's why you should net. That's why um, you know every man for himself and whatnot. So don't trust anybody. That kind of thing. And that, as I was saying before, it's quite cool to have two referees from both brands because then it has the unbiasedness and also as well. Re oh, Tommy Dreamer is the next um, entrant at number six. But a cool thing I like about it as well. It's one of those things where with the referees, it's kind of like they can work for each each other's brand and. And at the time, because 
if you're on a brand, you wouldn't wrestle against the other brand's wrestler. And the Royal Rumble, as well as Mania to a certain extent, is the only time where brand would wrestle the other brands. And which is one of the cool things that I um, really like about the Rumble, which makes it more unique as well, because it's every brand together and they're all wrestling against each other to win and to be able to go on to WrestleMania, which at the, which at this uh, year's Rumble would have been WrestleMania 23. And also as well, just the, um, just the unique ways they're trying to eliminate each other and the unique ways as well of them trying to stay in the ring too. It's just really cool to see and stuff. I remember that back in 99 um, where um, Vincent Mann won it. That was crazy. And number seven, you have Sabu. But that was one of the um, cool things as well, though, about it too. It's kind of like, well, um, the Royal Rumble has always been so unique in the fact that there's always been 30 superstars and stuff. There was one year it was 40 superstars. But the fact that, you know, if it's booked really well and some of the wrestlers who come in and stuff is really good, it's can make the show a lot more better and stuff as well. I've always enjoyed the, um, I've always enjoyed it and stuff. It's been really, really good. Great stuff, the Royal Rumble. One of my favourite um, pay-per-views and matches ever, really, because if someone said to me my favourite gimmick match, I'd probably say the Royal Rumble. Even though some of the more recent ones have been a bit shit, like 2014, 2015, 2016 were quite shit and really bad. But the more recent ones have been pretty good. But when the Royal Rumble is done really well, especially with the surprises and... Like, this is at the time where they only use um, the stars they have at the time, where in later Royal Rumbles, they then ended up using, like, past stars and legends. It's really cool to see as well. Oh, one other thing I forgot to mention. With ECW being there, you have, you have an ECW uh, referee there as well, so you have referees from all three brands, which is really cool to see as well. So, yeah. Makes this match very, very unique. Next we got is Gregory Helms. And I quite like as well because how um, they call him the greatest secret and stuff. It's quite a cool way of how JBL is able to big up and uh, put over like Gregory Helms and stuff. And also as well, even though you had the two wrestlers fighting in the ring, you had kind of like Sabi trying to eliminate um, Finley. And also as well, to see the way that Finley is able to stop himself getting eliminated was quite clever as well. And the way that... You can see Tommy Juma trying to eliminate Edge is quite interesting too. It's just really cool to just to see the way that these guys are able to eliminate their fellow wrestlers and stuff and everything else as well. So yeah, it's quite cool to see like how they try to eliminate them but also try to get themselves back in the ring as well. Gregory Helms teetering on the top rope near that table that Sabu set up moments ago. 
Next, we have a Shelton Benjamin. He was, I really like Shelton Benjamin. Like, he was great as a world tag, world's greatest tag team, along with Charlie Horse and stuff. He was a great wrestler. Still is, actually, which is cool to have him back. But, yeah, he was so athletic, so good and everything else. He was fantastic and everything. He's really, really good. Ooh, that was quite lucky, because when Shelby came in, he put a table outside the ring. And it's quite cool to kind of see how when Sean Benjamin came in, he was instantly trying to throw um, Tommy Dreamer as well as Matt Hardy over the, the top rope into the table. But obviously they were able to stop him from doing it and stuff. It's like, yeah. Then you got Sean Benjamin now being thrown over the top rope as well. Finley trying to not... And Finley hanging on with the use of uh, Matt Hyde's arm is really cool as well. I just, I just one thing I love about the Royal Rumble, it's just seeing the way how able to save themselves. Because even though many years, a couple of years later on, you had Kofi Kinson arrive in 2009, and the way that he's able to save himself is awesome. Like every single year, he's able to add so much more uh, to the match as well. Because obviously, you want to not have both feet touch the floor. If one, if one of your feet touches the floor, it doesn't matter. But it has to be both feet. So you could, you could technically, as he did once before, one year, he did um, a handstand, was able to like walk on his hands, and actually able to save himself. And number ten is is Kane. Kane is number ten, and Kane is the man before Roman Reigns was for many many years the person to have the highest amount of eliminations ever in the Royal Rumble. He was able he eliminated so many people throughout the years as well. Obviously being around since the late 97 it's kind of like you can understand that really and stuff it's really cool to see and Kane just eliminated Tommy Dreamer so it's quite cool just to see how um Kane came in and dominating and everything else and stuff. So, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's the one thing about wrestling. When you, when you bring in the table... They're usually the one who goes through it. So as you, uh, so Kane just choke slammed and and eliminated, and eliminated uh, Sabu through the table that's on the outside of the ring. Yeah, Kane's always been really good. The only thing I wish that he could do one day is win the Royal Rumble match itself because he's gone so far in some years and stuff, and he did, he deserves it. The amount of stuff he's done for the company, everything else is just great. And next is our boy, CM Punk at number 12. It's really cool that he went straight after Edge and stuff. And it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to try and eliminate you and stuff. And just how, you know, he's able to just go after these guys as well and everything else. It's just, you know...
And it's one of those things as well, like the hair, the dog kind of thing, because when they're over the top rope, they kind of do the skim of the cat and stuff. It's, it's really cool to see, like, Punk do it himself as well and stuff. And then it's like, yeah. Ooh, beautiful. Good old knee. I love Punk's running knee. Such a good move. I love that. My, one of my favourite combinations of his is his running knee into the Bulldog. I love that transition and stuff. It's so good. Yeah, so, so good, man. I love this match so much. It's amazing just how like strong they're making Finley look and stuff. It's crazy. That's as well, because when Finley was trying to uh, eliminate Punk, you had, oh, and next we have is King Booker. Because you had um, Finley trying to eliminate Punk, but then you had Punk use his legs to stop him from doing it, because he's able to use the uh, the rope to keep him still, but also use his jiu-jitsu uh, skills, like the elbow, into Finley's head to stop it from happening and stuff. Next you got is King Booker. He was another really good guy as well, was um, King Booker. Like, King Booker was fantastic as a, um, as like a great heel and stuff. He was great. I loved, I loved King Booker. He was so good. And then you had, yeah, King Booker just, just eliminate Gregory Helms. And that's one of the other things as well. I like the fact as well that Michael Cole was kind of like saying to you um, who is... Ah, oh, next one is super crazy! Basically, it's kind of like it's letting you guys know who is from each show and stuff. And it's it adds more to the importance of this match as well because you are basically getting the main event of your world championship. Like, it doesn't matter what show you're on. If you win this match, you will win the chance to face that world champion at Wrestlemania so it's really cool to see as well and stuff and yes it's cool to, and also as well the fact he was like first time all three brands it's kind of like but of course it is because ECW was only brought in the year before but here's one of those things where it's kind of like okay one of the only times ever that the brands wrestle each other and stuff and that kind of thing as well it's just really cool Finley got nearly eliminated by Booker T then, or King Booker. It's like, yeah. And one of the cool things as well I loved about this match is if you notice in the crowd, when you do the hard camera, you can see the fans go 3-2-1, so it adds more to what's on the screen as well as what the fans are doing. So next we have is Jeff Hardy. 
And one of the good things as well I uh, love about Jeff Hardy and the psychology is a lot of the times wrestlers nowadays, if it's from the day before or early, early in the night, don't show the wear and tear of their body. But here, Jeff Hardy did and stuff, which I really like. And also as well, it's that, that body, that double team was quite cool, but I kind of felt like it could have been a bit better, but I kind of feel like it might have been maybe they didn't want to hurt um, Super Crazy too much, but, you know. Ooh, that was a good super kick by Booker T. Next we have is a Sandman, who should be coming out to enter Sandman by Metallica, but that's just me. But I do like the way that Michael, Co uh, that JBL was talking to Michael Cole there, because he's kind of saying, yeah, yeah, it's all well and good, get him on, on the mat, but you need him to go over, over the top rope, because that's the thing about the Royal Rumble. The only way you can win the Royal Rumble is to eliminate the rest of the other wrestlers to then win, because then it shows the importance of, yeah, any, any other time it would be like, great game on the ground's perfect and stuff yeah but not in this match Ooh. and then Sandman eliminated just like that <laughs> I just love Booker T's face going like what the fuck are you doing here mate get out the get out my fucking ring and stuff it's so like mad also the other thing as well which I kind of like because even though at the moment Punk is like getting like demolished and stuff you can see his endurance he's able to have lasted this long as he has in the ring so far even though Finley's been in there obviously long, longer than Punk but it's cool to see him take this punishment, but also be great as a baby face. He's able to take the punishment and look here, like he got thrown out of the ring, but he's able to get himself back in and stuff. And it's just to show just how good and stuff he is and everything. Next, we've got Randy Orton and stuff as well. So yeah, it's just cool to see how he's able to, um, like the moment here, like even though he got attacked, great baby face selling that he isn't in, that he isn't in, so he got back up again. And then next got eliminated was super crazy, but yeah, it's one of the things I find is missing nowadays in wrestling. Sometimes is the faces don't sell enough as long as they should do. Where Punk, he's still selling the effects of all the punishment he's received since he first came in and stuff. So yeah, even at the moment you can see Punk using the bot like the middle rope to help him move and stuff, and he's weighing his time. And now he's starting to then um, and Jeff Hardy's just been eliminated, and so is Matt Hardy, and he's like going after Book like King Booker who's like biding his time to then go after these wrestlers and stuff which I find to be really cool because it shows the smartness as well as the intelligence of CM Punk and the way he, he was been booked as well and even though at that moment I was saying that Punk was then getting um, beat down by Edge but at the same, but at the same time, it does kind of show Punk's testicular fortitude and his endurance, like here as well. Like, you know, 
he's able to keep, even though he's taken all this punishment, he's able to keep him keep himself up and stop the other wrestlers like Edge trying to take him out and stuff. He's like, nope, you're not going to get me out and everything else as well. Yeah. Oh, next we have is Benoit. Now, even though Benoit's in this match, Benoit's the one of the wrestlers who I want to talk about Benoit for a moment, guys. Uh, basically, Benoit's the only wrestler who I'm kind of like, how do I look at him? What do I do with him? Because obviously, the whole controversy about Benoit and everything else that happened. But I'll be honest, I'm kind of happy that I did a CM Punk, uh, a Benoit match here. And it's one of those things that with Benoit, because it wasn't because um, it, it's a match that he's involved with, it's not like I'm looking at him properly. And he's someone that I want to do hopefully one day in the future. But at the same time, it's kind of a bit like I'm not really sure though. But oh, just changing the subject for a moment there. You had um, CM Punk nearly eliminated by Shannon Benjamin and stuff. And just the way that, just how, and also one of the things as well, Benoit is so good. Even though what he did... He's one of those people that, yes, I believe for his wrestling ability, he should be put into the Hall of Fame and every other wrestling accolade he's received should not be diminished or forgotten about. But what he did on his last day of killing his wife, himself and his son, that's something I can never, I can never forgive, which is why with Benoit, his matches are very 50-50. Because even though I loved Benoit when I was a kid, I wanted him to win. I was really happy when he went to WrestleMania 20 and everything else. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to forget what he did. But it's also one of those people that I feel like if I do do Benoit in the future with maybe someone like Tony, who's never seen him before, uh, number next entry is Rob Van Dam, or like with a Richie and everything else, we can still enjoy the matches. And I will tell, obviously, Tony about what happened after, the, after watching the matches so I can see what he thinks before the match and after the match to kind of see if his reaction and perception of him is different but at the same time you had you you have to appreciate just how good he was and sometimes watching these matches when you see some of the bumps that he's taken you're kind of like crap i don't really want him to take that sort of bump and it's like oh king booker has been uh, eliminated and also as well it's one of those things which is kind of like you can appreciate but also not appreciate it more because you can see the punishment that Benoit went through for it as well. So yeah, so overall, Benoit is someone who I'd like to look at one day. But at the same time, I don't. But here's someone that if you highly respect him... Oh, and Kane got eliminated by um, King Booker. It's your prerogative. Like, I can respect Benoit for his in-ring technicalness. Some of his matches are some of the best matches ever... But uh, on a personal level, what he did, I can never, no, I can never forgive. That's overall how I think about Benoit. So yeah. And then you got King Booker and Kane just basically fighting with each other. And then next we have is Viscera, who's been around for many years. Was Mabel, then became Viscera, then became Big Daddy V. So yes, it's quite cool to see Viscera completely change into the world, world's largest love machine and stuff as well. It's really cool. Yeah, 
Viscera in his 1994 debut. He lost 15 pounds and walked to the ring. And look at Edge. Edge in trouble. Yeah, back in 94. That was, that was a crazy time back in 94. The, the new generation that was and everything else. And then WrestleMania 10, that was a good pay-per-view as well. The the debut, the open match was fantastic as well. So yeah, so basically guys, like, kind of let me know what you think about the whole Benoit situation. It'll be interesting to see what you guys think. And if you guys want me to look up some Benoit matches, I happily would. But if you guys don't, don't want me to, then I'll happily would do the same thing as well. So it's entirely up to you guys. I don't mind. You know, because I, I think it'll be one of those interesting things to kind of see about the whole Benoit thing because maybe it's something I might do in the future one day where even though next we have is Johnny Nitro before we became John Morrison before we became John Morrison so basically it's one of those things where I think about going back to the Benoit thing where it's one of those things that I might not do I might do an episode to do with not his matches but I might get like an opinion about what people think about him and stuff just everyone in general like who have been fans for many years and who are lax fans and non-fans, I can be like, all right, maybe show them a couple of stuff, but then say some, but this is a man who also did this, this and this and see what their reaction would be. Because I know a lot of people who are very much pro um, what he did in the wrestling industry like myself, but believe what he did at the end should never be forgiven and stuff. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you guys think and what you guys are... And what, sort of, and what sort of perception, as it were, that you guys have over the whole situation as well. That's also one of the cool things as well about Sean Benjamin. Like, he's the first person before Kofi Kingston to kind of use the, the ropes and, like, like, do these really cool spots and stuff, especially at the Money in the Bank. Like, his stuff at the Money in the Bank was fantastic. It was fucking awesome. Oh, next we have a Kevin Thorne, who was, back in 2004, Mordecai. It's crazy looking at some of these old, like, stars back in this time, like Morde um, Kevin Thorne slash Mordecai. It's crazy. He's basically, in a sense, like, on the more modern, if you class 2007, as being modern at, at the time, as it were. Um, he is basically their modern day version of um, Gangrel in a sense because he's the vampire gimmick and stuff so yeah but it's different from Gangrel so it's not too similar and stuff yeah because you got a uh, punk after um, showing the amount of endurance that he has being able to um like stay on the ground and be like yep him going after Orton at the moment now to try to eliminate Orton's really cool to see um, yeah just just really cool to see that like, all these guys are resting and the fact as well Finley's been in there since number two is awesome to see as well the fact that like you know he's been in there for so long and stuff and he's at number 21 it's crazy just to see And number number twenty two is Hardcore Holly, and also as well, one of the cool things I love about um, this match is when the wrestlers come out, Michael Cole and JBL and Jody King Lawler 
add more to the match because they're saying, oh, look, here's another veteran of the Royal Rumble. He's been in there six times now and stuff. It kind of adds more to the history as well as the importance of this match as well. Because even though they might have not won the match, just the fact they've been in this match as many times as they have is really cool to hear as well. And then you got uh, CM Punk uh, trying to be uh, eliminated by Benoit. You've got the other guys trying to eliminate um, Viscera because of how obviously how big he is. So he want to get the biggest guy out of the ring. Same with what they did with the Big Show and Great Carly, etc. That sort of thing as well. Just shows like the giantness of these guys as well. Next we have a Shawn Michaels. And because obviously Michael's been the hometown boy, as it were, just the fact of how like cheer everyone's cheering for him and stuff. And now Finney got eliminated. So Finney lasted a long time in the match. He lasted to number 23, which is pretty impressive to see. And then you just had the switching music and then, yeah. Then you got everyone eliminating uh, Viscera, which is really cool because it shows that even though it's every man for themselves, that they um, if if it means take if it means ah, oh, and then you got Shawn Benjamin eliminated. So if it means the fact that they get to el eliminate the biggest guy, then that's what they will have to do. So yeah, it's really cool and just uh, also just a great performance by Finley to last that fucking long. Number two to number twenty-three is pretty damn impressive. Ooh, next we have number 24. Who under who that's going to be? Ooh, next we have is Chris Masters. Someone else who I kind of feel like should have been given more of a push, but he was serviceable, I guess. You know, he was all right. Could have been a bigger star, but at the same time, I feel like he could have been more in OPW and or um, other stuff as well to kind of hone his skills a bit more. But Vince liked him because of his size and stuff, which is what Vince is like anyway. But he's also someone that I think when he was given the chance, he was able to do it. Like he had a really good match against Shawn Michaels. He did really well in the Elimination Chamber. He had a great tag team of Carlito and stuff. It's really cool to see. Next to you, Johnny Nitro get eliminated. Because obviously one cool thing I love about that as well is when Michael Cobb was saying, you know, he, Triple H thinks Shawn Michaels is going to win. He thinks Shawn Michaels is doing really well. It's cool because obviously them being in the same tag team together, it shows their com commodity and their sort of like relationship to be like, yeah, even though I'm out injured, 
I'm cheering for you, Sean. Come on, Sean, and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, next we have is Chavo Guerrero. Who is someone who nowadays you would know from being the um, trainer of the ladies in Glow and before season three, um, the uh, place where they filmed in the gym is where um, Chavo's, uh, Chavo's gym, which is named after Chavo, Chavo Guerrero. So he helped train the people like Alison Brie, etc., besides obviously Awesome Kong, to wrestle and teaching them the ropes and how to take bumps and everything else. So yeah, you have to thank Trevor Grove for just how good the wrestling and everything else is in that show. Oh, so you got Punk trying to eliminate RVD, which is really cool, which is going to be interesting to see as well, see what that happens there. But that's, that's something I want to do in the future one day as well. I want to review all of GLOW. Like, GLOW is a really good show. Like, Mark Mattel as Sam is one of my favourite characters in any TV show. He's so funny, so good. He has a great rapport, great chemistry of Addison Brie. Like, I think all the actors in that show are really good and stuff. And they, I like, one of the things like, I like about the show as well, they're able to add and make each character as important as each other and stuff. It's just awesome. So, yeah. So, that was a bit funny there because I think RBD was expecting to do his um, springboard, like, kick to someone's face and he was kind of like oh where's everyone there shit they're all gone and stuff next we have MVP I freaking loved MVP he was so good he was great MVP he was really good when he went to New Japan as well was fantastic too his stuff in TNA was awesome like this guy is someone who I believe, and I used to love his podcast, he used to do with um, the VIP Lounge with Alex Greenfield was great as well, just listen to him and stuff. A really interesting man as well. And I feel like he's someone I think should have been pushed higher as well. Like, I've always liked him and stuff. Oh, Chris Masters has been eliminated by RVD. He was someone else who was just great as well. Brilliant wrestler. Like, his matches against Benoit were fucking awesome. Like, his match against Benoit at WrestleMania was great. He had some other... He had a, Really funny but random feud with Matt Hardy for the US Championship, which was quite good as well. He had some great matches in New Japan and stuff. Had some really good stuff in TNA, like when he was uh, part of the... can't remember the, the name of his faction, but the... Um, Voodoo King Mafia? Like, yeah, something, something, something like that. The Voodoo King Mafia, just how he was able to... It was so good. Him and Joe together was great. Him as a mouthpiece of Body Lash, he was fantastic and stuff. And how is it, how he makes everyone so good and just how good he was as well was just fantastic. MVP was awesome. Ah, next is Carlito, another one of my boys. Carlito's another guy who was fantastic. Great wrestler. Was Had one of the best RKs out of nowhere spots around the autumn where he was going to go for his um, spring... Is like a springboard sort of like maybe drop kick or something and awesome reversed it into an RKO. That was a great spot. Great, 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 great. Oh, 
Yeah, so you got obviously RVD trying to eliminate Shawn Michaels and stuff. So yeah, it's crazy just to see these like guys working together like RVD and Trevor Guerrero who would never usually work together trying to eliminate Shawn Michaels because that's what it is, every man for himself. Even if it means you turning heel, as it were, just for that one moment to try to eliminate someone as well. Ah, uh, next we have the Great Carly. The Great Carly is someone who, um, if you if you don't know wrestling, he was also in the, the Longest Yard, the film with um, Adam Sandler in it, where Adam Sandler plays as the um, prisoner in the football match and stuff, and he was the one who had to subtitle because they couldn't understand a word he was saying. That's basically him. It's crazy, but then again, when you're someone that size, you don't really, you don't really have to do much because you're someone who's that big. It's like, yeah, I just have to do some headbutts. Yeah, I'll just do some chops in my hands. Don't have to do too much because I'm, I'm a giant, so it doesn't, doesn't really bother me that much. It's crazy just with Greg Hardy came in, just how dead the crowd are. Like, look, like everything the Great Hardy is doing, like some guys... Reaction to that, great Carly, no reaction at all. Next, oh, Harker Holly got eliminated. Next we have is The Miz. My God, look at The Miz. It's crazy just to see how different he is compared to nowadays. That's one of the things I love about watching these old matches as well, is just to see, oh, Inez as well, and it, oh, Great Carly eliminated um, Benoit too. Oh, Benoit, um, no, Carly, sorry, eliminated RVD. And he also eliminated Punk, which just kind of sucks that Punk had to be eliminated by him, but, you know, then Great Carly also just eliminated Carlito, which is kind of like, yeah. I love that. We say, Carly, over there, do over there, put your pose over there, over there. So funny, like, watching Botchamania, you could, you could hear Shawn Michaels go like, yeah, go on, mate, go on, mate, go on, mate. It's so funny. If you guys get a chance to watch it, Botchamania is great. So is OSW Review and stuff as well. Cultaholic, all, all them lot. Get a chance to watch, you definitely should. Oh, 
Good old Undertaker. Legend. I absolutely adore this man. The Undertaker for me, even though he's not in my top five of all time, he is like my number one. I love this man. He's so good. So respected. His matches from WrestleMania 23 all the way to 29 were fucking great. You get to see his entrance live. There's, there's nothing like it. Just love Undertaker. He is so good at what he does. He's awesome. I love Undertaker, he's so good. I love the fact how the fans are like, go on Taker, go on Taker. Because Taker's just so good. Yeah, Undertaker just eliminated Great Carly. I love that move, old school, such a great move. Take was just fucking awesome, and he is still awesome as well. And uh, MVP eliminated. Just, you know, just the fact of how he came in, uh, uh, eliminated. Ah, oh, brilliant stuff and everything else. It's just so good. I love this man. Uh, Undertaker is just the bomb. He is the fucking best. the shock it's like Undertaker getting back up and you see him like going what the fuck <laughs> it's like yeah it's one of the cool things as well about this match like because it's every man for himself they're both like who are you going for no who are you going for who are you going for no who are you going for Car like shows a sort, of, sort of like um. Then both a car like no, I want this match. Screw you, I want this match. And then then science argue. Then it's like no, actually no. Let's stop arguing. Let's go on to Taker. You know, let's go after Taker and stuff. It's like crazy too. got the crowd trying for Taker as well so it's like yeah and you got both of them like posing together and stuff it's like yeah these two are such great heels together and stuff it was brilliant these two oh mate these two are so good
Ah, oh, look at this. Beautiful double clothesline by Taker. That's one thing I love about Taker as well, same with Punk. Just the old school of selling just everything that he's received and stuff is just brilliant. It's just, I just love it. You know, now he's kind of like, yep, second wind in himself, you know. Going after Orton, going to give him a good old choke slam and stuff. That's something else as well about how different Orton looks here without all his tattoos and his, and his sleeve and stuff. It's crazy just to see how different he looks. That's one of the things, like, even though it's like only a year and a half, two years after this, he get all the sleeves and stuff, but just to see how different he looks, it's just crazy just how much tattoos and stuff makes him look so different and stuff it's crazy Oh, the concerto. I remember the, the concerto. That was a brutal move back in the day. That was crazy. Then you got Shawn Michaels coming back in after being out for a few minutes and stuff. Shawn Michaels just eliminated. <laughs> Bloody hell, he just, he just eliminated both of them. That's crazy. Oh, I, for, I forgot how good this match was. This match was great. Back at, oh, this match is so good. Next, we're going to have the next 10 minutes-ish of just awesome action between two of the best wrestlers ever. That was a fucking awesome moment when you had both Shaw Michaels and the Undertaker kip up slash um, sit up. That was great. Now you got these two are gonna have like, ah, oh, this is gonna be good. That's the cool thing as well, because even though Michaels knew he could have used the chair, he was like, no, fuck that. And he just threw the chair out of the way. It was bloody awesome. Oh, mate. These two had such a great match. WrestleMania 25 as well as 26. Those matches were fucking awesome. Oh, also as well, just the way that Shawn Michaels was able to sell things, even though against um, Hogan he sold it ridiculously amount. Just the way he's able to sell just a simple punch by Taker's just so good and stuff. It's just, ah, oh, mate, this match is so good. These two are so good. Like, if you guys want to watch a match just to see how when wrestling is fucking awesome, it is the greatest thing ever, is watch these two at WrestleMania 25 or at 26. 
Mwah, absolute beautiful stuff. Fucking amazing. Ooh. And you can see like the crowd going insane, everything else. It's brilliant. Oh, great reversal by Taker. Blood, oh, that was a beautiful swinging net breaker. Lovely, bloody, beautiful, uh, bloody, as in Undertaker's bloody. So, yeah, I like making jokes. It's good fun. And it's cool to see both, like, the fan, like, all the fans cheering for both guys as well. Even though at that time, HBK got more of the bigger cheers. Obviously, being in HBK's hometown, it's cool to see them both, like, cheering for both guys because they respect them so much and stuff. And just to see these two just do this amazing stuff and make everything look so good and everything else is just like, oh, my God, this match is so good. I love this match so much. Also, I just love the right hands and the strikes by Undertaker. He makes everything look so good. Someone else is very good at making great strikes work as well as Bret Hart. Like, his strikes when he was in his prime and stuff was fucking awesome. Like, he would make something that doesn't, that looks like it, like, obviously doesn't hurt you properly because otherwise if they did, they wouldn't be able to riff as much anymore. And makes it look like, it looks like it would kill you. It's great. Oh, mate, this match is so good. I love it. And then you have all the San Antonio fans cheering for Michaels here where he's going to give Taker his amazing top rope elbow drop. Beautiful move. I love that move. And you've got all the crowd just going insane for HBK because HBK is so good. And also being his hometown, all the crowd always go for the hometown people. Even it doesn't matter what they are, heel or face, the hometown crowd will cheer for the hometown guy slash gal. That's what they do. And I love it as well. You've got the fans like doing the... Um, the sort of like motioning for the bands, doing like the whole switching music kind of stuff. And then like, yeah, it's great. 
Oh, he reversed it. Oh, that was a beautiful choke slam. Some choke slams were quite crap, but that one was a beautiful one. The height he got and the slam of it as well, the bump that Michael took was fucking awesome there. It's great. Oh mate, this is fucking awesome. I love this stuff. That was such a beautiful sweet to music by Shawn Michaels as well. Just the height he's able to get his leg and just the way he's able to get his foot to their face. Doesn't matter how big he is, being a man six foot ten is just oh mate. Shawn Michaels is fucking awesome. I love this man. I, I love the Undertaker too. These guys are two of the greatest of all time. If there was a Mount Rushmore, these two would probably be on there for me for, for technical and just for being so important to world wrestling as well. Great, great stuff. Ooh, and the Undertaker won the match. Oh, that was, yeah, that was some great stuff. That was fucking awesome. And the one cool thing I love about it as well is after the match, like, just just showing the wear and tear and the brutality the Undertaker received for the match and just the great selling of Taker and just everything about this man is just fucking awesome. That was great. Just those last 10 odd minutes alone between these two. Fucking awesome. You get to see these two wrestling again. WrestleMania 25 as well as 26 was fucking awesome as well. Just some great, great stuff. Just, yeah. Undertaker. Fucking awesome. Shawn Michaels, fucking awesome. Great stuff. So, overall, I'll give the match four and a half out of five. For me, this is a match... I would probably say is a match of two halves. The first match is pretty cool. Having the whole sort of like typical booking of a Royal Rumble. Guys being there for a long time. Guys taking a lot of selling. Punk doing really, really well. Because even though he had a lot of um, punishment given towards him and stuff. The fact he was able to last as long as he did. Shows great endurance. But, and I repeat that, but as soon as he got to the last two of being Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, the match was just fucking great. The 10 odd minutes that they had with each other was awesome, shows how good they are. And as I was saying throughout the entire watch along, if you enjoyed that 10 minute sequence, I believe it's 10 minutes or so, then you guys have to watch their match from WrestleMania 25, you have to watch their match from WrestleMania 26. Two of the greatest matches ever, like some great stuff and booking was done really well in this match and the win of the match was great too so yeah guys overall a great match just for the undertaker versus Shawn michaels moment alone and that my friends was another episode of cm punk matches pay-per-view by pay-per-view please guys don't hesitate to let me know in the comments below what you think about this match and also as well guys don't forget to like follow and subscribe to me on all the different social medias such as itunes stitcher soundcloud podbean twitter facebook and instagram 
And that was another Know Your Wrestling, guys. I've been your amazing host, as always, your boy, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget to take care and always remember... CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk!